What's up, everybody? Welcome to another installment of Crime and Wine. How are you today, Siobhan? I'm good. Um, it's hot and muggy. Gross. Who you telling? All this rain has not been it. Yeah, no, it's it's really muggy and nasty. It is hideous. Yeah. It's been crazy here. It, it has basically been like I don't even know what to how to describe it for the last like like two days. Mm-hmm. Flash flood warnings and all kinds of shit. Yeah, like it's pouring down raining here now. It's been raining really all day. It's almost like it's uh the day after. Day after tomorrow, that was called. Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, it was almost like that. It's just shit happening over on the West Coast. It was crazy hot. Northern East Coast, it was crazy hot. Got all these damn this damn rain. It's like, uh. I mean, everything welcome, about to just freeze. Welcome to global warming. Girl, who you telling? The people <laughs> saying it ain't real. Mm. Are mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. You know, nothing spectacular. Just living life, living life. Okay. You know me. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking something called Color Block. I was with somebody at the store and I was like, hey, pick a Chardonnay. He's like, I don't know Char- I don't know wine. I'm like, just pick a Chardonnay. I don't know what Chardonnay. I'm like the one that say Chardonnay. So just pick one. Because <laughs> I don't want to keep getting the same stuff. So I was like, here, somebody who don't know what they're doing, don't know what to look for, just pick something. She said, well, I like this bottle. So color block is what it is. I mean, what does it taste like? I'm about to say, let me taste it now. It's a little on the sweeter side for me, but mm-hmm. you know what? Considering it was only like five hours, it ain't that bad. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's not atrocious. It tastes like, you know, normally when I drink Chardonnay, I can taste like I should be eating seafood. That one tastes like I should be eating chicken, though. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not like the buttery that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. I have... Captain Morgan's Spiced Rum. With a splash of? With ginger ale and a touch of grenadine. Don't you know splash. I can brand new. You know it's a splash. Yes, it is. It does have a, a little grenadine with the ginger ale. For you to not say splash is for me to not say installment. I didn't know that became like my thing. I didn't know it was like, it became like a trademark. You splash or something? <laughs> with a splash of lemon juice, with a splash of orange juice, a splash of uh, Saint Germain. I mean, you know, I don't like to use a lot, but speaking of Saint Germain, I haven't used the elderflower liqueur in a while. Oh, mm. girl, Saint Germain, um, Saint Germain lime juice. Uh, t- well, no, Perrier and vodka. Well, I could just sit and drink that all damn day. Yeah, because I've been um, I've been heavier on the whiskeys and rums lately, mm-hmm. and not like white rum, like dark rum. I haven't yeah. been using the elderflower. Yeah, that's not something that would go with heavy liquor. That's, yeah, oh, that's definitely a light liquor thing. I did have a. I wasn't a Casamigos kick for a while. I do enjoy a Casamigos, mm-hmm. so maybe I'll get some Casamigos and do a 
cute little cocktail was that using some elderflower. I feel like that could work. The agave and the elderflower might pay, might play well together. What? Wait till you get here to do it. Well, I mean, I plan to. I ain't gonna have time now. You could have did it next week. Not with all these kids in my house. I could. <laughs> um, I mean, but I'll be away. They'll be around other people. So I actually do have a story. You want to hear my damn story of what the hell happened to me yesterday? Oh, okay. Story Chanel's corner. <laughs> Y'all, because I was pissed. Okay. I mean, I was bad. No, it's Ohio's fault. Look at that. Okay, so this is what had happened. Okay, so this part is my fault. Okay. So you know how, you know, BMVs, DMV, wherever you are from, the place you get your license. You know how they closed down last year, right? In March, basically like everybody. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So of course, because of that, they gave extensions for people whose stuff expired. You had until today, right? I had until today. Okay. That part, fine. So it's not, I mean, did I have to procrastinate as long? No, I didn't. So I take that hit. Fine. Yesterday, okay, I go in to get my license. So I actually have to get the actual license. It's not just like tags or something that I can just get in the mail. I have to go and take a picture. So I go. Obviously, a bunch of people had the same idea of fascinating. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wait a last minute. Busy, busy. Okay. Got there about three o'clock. Got my little number. Okay, a little bit of a backstory. Ohio is a dumbass state that do the random compliance crap. For anyone who does not know what random compliance is, what Ohio would decide is, huh, you have a license, you have a car in your name, show insurance for this day. You don't have to be driving it at that moment. Does not matter. Show yeah. insurance for this day. So I didn't have insurance. But the reason behind that is because my car was messed up and I didn't really have a plan on getting it fixed, especially not at that time. Yeah. Um, now, with the BMV, they only have a, a list of certain things where they would consider the car undrivable. Yes. What was wrong with mine wasn't on this list. So to them, they was like, we don't give a shit. You should have showed insurance because I didn't have it because I stopped paying it. I'm not paying pay insurance on the car. I'm not driving. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have showed insurance since you didn't. Boom. SR22. SR22, for anybody that don't know, is basically like the insurance company tells your state when you have insurance and the moment it lapses, your license is suspended. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I had the SR22 before, did the reinstatement shit and all that. I'm like, huh, I need my, because I needed it for something. I don't remember what it was, but whatever. Cool. But this whole time, I haven't been paying for no insurance because I'm like, I don't have a car. I don't really care because I'm not driving. So if my life is suspended at the moment, I, it don't make me no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said like, t- like a week and a half or so ago, I finally went ahead and got the insurance because without it, it's not going to let me renew my license. I said, okay, mm-hmm. let me go ahead and get the driver insurance versus car insurance with the SR22 so I can renew it. Like I said before, the insurance is supposed to just send this to your state. These motherfuckers didn't send it. So when mm-hmm. I see that, I'm like, okay, I called them, hey, can you fax it over, blah, 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 whatever. They faxed over the wrong goddamn paper. 
<laughs> you get to at 3 p.m. We close at 5 p.m. I wasn't called until 5.30, okay? Found out they sent the wrong paper. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I had to go and look through all my emails because you know when you get insurance, they send you all kinds of shit. Going through everything, finally found a paper that had the SR-22 on it. Give it to them. That took me 20 goddamn minutes. But by the time I gave it to them, they was like, well, this has to go up to Columbus for them to file it. And at this point, they're closed. Mm-hmm. So I wasted three fucking hours in the BMV yesterday who still had to go back today and stand in line for another two. <laughs> when I tell you pissed, I was pissed. Yeah. I was not a happy camper, but I finally got it. <laughs> Stupid MFs. I was when I when I walked out of there, I said, Oh, I need a I need a shot. Actually, when I was still in there, I was like, you I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get drunk. And all the people behind the counter, it was like, Y'all y'all wanna take us with you? It was like, I mean, y'all do what I wanted to do. Cause I know they pissed off. <laughs> right. It's like it's it's already too much going on. Then you yeah. got people that come in there unprepared and want to yell. And the thing, and, that was, and I even told the label tell me, I said, I really apologize if I am coming off like I'm mad at you. Because I know this has nothing to do with you. So I'm sorry if anything I'm doing is coming off as if I'm pissed off at you. It got nothing to do with you. I'm not mad at you. I promise. <laughs> I'm like, I know you deal with a lot of shit from people. So I ain't, I know yeah. it ain't your fault. Your but name you know, is Ohio. Things like that. Other people do. I bet you sitting in front of me, so you the one about to get this work. And I can't stand that. Because <laughs> that's all I said. Because the dude next to so he's like, yeah, we just a middleman. I was like, and I've been the middleman, so I'm not getting ready to yell at y'all. I ain't got nothing right. to do with y'all. I only get mad at them if they got attitudes. Like, don't be stank. You already know this shit is inconvenience. And don't be stank. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But through all that shit. <laughs> mm, bullshit. So that was my rant for today, y'all. Oh, <laughs> more of the story is don't wait till the last minute. Yeah, the thing is, if I not wait till the last minute, I wouldn't felt so rushed. Right, and then you wouldn't have got irritated because you would have had time to figure this out. Exactly, and and hold on, here's the other thing. I had to when I sent them the paper, like I had to email B, the BMV the paper. They printed it out, and they had to get up to Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. They fixed it. It cost me ten fucking dollars. To fax a piece of paper to the BMV in Columbus when my insurance company was so, was already supposed to send it to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you mm-hmm. bitches. You <laughs> so bad. Oh. Okay. Sorry. So now we get into the story. So what's the story today? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, talking about people who was inconveniencing people under the guise of keeping them safe we are talking <laughs> people who was inconveniencing people under the guise of keeping them safe well i heard you <laughs> we're talking about john mcafee i know that name you do mcafee computer security all your antivirus yes. software yes, yes 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 that is who we're talking about <laughs> Okay, what he did, what he didn't do. All right, so I'm a quick run through everything before we get to McAfee Associates, right? Because it's a lot of stuff. He did a lot of stuff, but you know. Um, So he was born in the United Kingdom. Okay. Um, 
on an army base. His dad's American, his mother's British, but he was raised in Salem, Virginia. He got a degree in mathematics in 67 from Renoic College in Virginia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That college also later gave him an honorary doctorate of science degree in 2008. He worked towards his doctorate in mathematics at Northeast Louisiana State College, but he was expelled in 1968 because of a relationship with an undergraduate student who became his first wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he then went on to, um, was a programmer for NASA. He worked on the Apollo program. He did some software design after that. He worked for Xerox as an operating systems architect. Um, So later he went to, he did some other jobs in between. He went to go work for Lockheed, which is now Lockheed Martin. Um, And he read about um, the first computer virus for a PC called Brain. And he said that that was just terrifying to him. So then he created an antivirus software that could create computer viruses and remove it automatically. This is how we get to McAfee Associates. Mm-hmm. It, um, he, do, he started it in 1987. It developed the McAfee antivirus software. His was the first antivirus software on the market. Um, he didn't really expect people to pay a whole lot for it. He just wanted people to be aware that they needed protection for the computer virus. Mm-hmm. But because people having PCs were so new and nobody knew exactly, you know, when and there was a time <laughs> in the in the dark ages when we were all <laughs> just getting our Not the dark ages our PCs in the home when you <laughs> heard malware and virus yeah you were like oh my god like all my shit's gonna explode and like i'm gonna die absolutely it was a you know so because of that by 1990 he was making five million dollars a year so in three three years he started making five million dollars a year off this antivirus Mm -hmm. the company was incorporated in 1992 and that's when they became a public company in 93, John McAfee stepped down as the chief executive, but remained with the company as the chief technical officer. Bill Larson then became to became um, the chief executive of McAfee Associates. In 94, he sold his remaining stake in the company and he had no further involvement in his operations. So he actually hasn't been involved with McAfee, McAfee. antivirus and none of that since 94. Okay. Hmm. Intel, the computer company, acquired McAfee in 2010. In 2014, Intel announced that McAfee-related products will be marketed as Intel security. He, we was happy about the name change. He said, I'm now grateful for Intel for freeing me from this terrible association with the worst software on the planet. (laughs) okay later the business was demerged and it went back under the McAfee name nice (laughs) so other business ventures that were founded by McAfee include Tribal Voice 
which was developed as one of the first instant message programs. Mm -hmm. um, Powwow. Powwow? Yeah, that was the mess. That was the name of the messenger program, Powwow. The company was Tribal Voice. They developed the messenger program, which was called Powwow. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. <laughs> and... 2000, he invested in and joined the board of directors for Zone Labs, which they make firewall software mm -hmm. prior to it being acquired by Checkpoint Software in 2003. Okay. In the 2000s, he also invested in advertising ultralight flights, which he marketed as Aerotrek. And if you can't see the rabbit hole we're going down, I'm seeing it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it, girl. In August 2009, <laughs> the New York Times reported that Maccabee's personal fortune had declined to $4 million from a peak of $100 million due to the effects of the financial crisis of 2007-2008 on his investments. Okay. Yeah. That's a big-ass dip. Ain't it though? That's, that's $96 million. When I tell you pissed, I'll be pissed. <laughs> like that's a dip dip. That's what we be talking. It's like, it depends on what, like, we owe a lot of money. If I had a hundred mil and now I got four mil, that's not a lot considering. I'm like, imagine you had a hundred dollars, now you got four. Right. Right. <laughs> like that's, that's a level of pissivity that might make you break stuff. Yeah. Like, so in 2009, McAfee was interviewed in Belize for a CNBC special called The Bubble Decade, in which it was reported that he had invested in and or built many mansions in the U.S. that went unsold when the 2007 global recession hit. Mm -hmm. The report also discussed his quest to produce plants for possible medicinal uses on his land in Belize. Okay. So 2010... <laughs> he, I mean, I he, don't know if I like that laugh. Because <laughs> it's just... It's, it's, it's about to really get crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see where we're going here. 2010, he started a company called Quorum X, which was headquartered in Quorum X. Q-U-O-R-U-M-E-X. Okay which was headquartered in Belize, and it was aimed to produce herbal antibiotics that disrupt quorum sensing in bacteria. Oh, okay. I don't, I, I don't even, I, that sounds like smart nigga shit. I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> in June of 2013, he uploaded a parody video titled How to Uninstall Maccabee Antivirus onto his YouTube channel. Oh, okay. In his critique, in the video, he critiques the antivirus software while snorting white powder and being stripped by scantily clad women. I'm sorry, say that again? Did you not hear me or do you think that I'm wilding? Let, 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 let me make sure I heard that. Say that again? <laughs> in it, he critiques the antivirus software while snorting white powder and being stripped by scantily clad women. Okay. It got 10 million views. <laughs> Woo. Oh, 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 okay. 
He told Reuters the video was meant to ridicule the media's negative coverage of him. And a spokesperson for Maccabee Inc. called the video statements ludicrous. Also in 2013, <laughs> he founded Future Tent Central, which aimed to produce a secure computer network device called the Decentral. By 2016, it was also an incubator, you know, where they go and develop new tech ideas and stuff like that. 20, in February 2014, he announced Cognizant, which was an app for smartphones which displays information about the permissions of other apps installed on your phone. Okay. In 2014, in April 2014, it was renamed Decentral One and an Android version was released for free on in the Google Play Store. At the DEF CON conference in Vegas, um, in, which was in August of 2014, mm -hmm. He warned people not to use smartphones, suggesting that apps are used to spy on clueless consumers who do not read privacy per user agreements. That's very true. In regards to like people just, you know, skip through, okay, okay, check, yes, I agree. You know, they don't be knowing they agree to. Yeah. January 2016, he became the chief evangelist for security startup Everkey. February 2016. He publicly volunteered to decrypt the iPhone used by Rezwan Farouk and Tashreen Malik in San Bernardino. I don't know who those people are. I don't either. Avoiding the need for Apple to build a back door. He later admitted that his claims of how simple cracking the phone would be were a publicity stunt, but he still claimed that he could. This nigga was coked out, just so we're clear. Oh gosh. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. He was coked out. Like, by this time, he was extremely coked out. So, May 2016. <laughs> the he was appointed chief executive chairman and CEO of MGT Capital Investments, which is a tech holding company. It was initially said he will rename it, it will rename itself John McAvee Global Technis Technologies, but this plan was abandoned due to a dispute with Intel over the rights to the McAvee name. Okay. He, I mean, he the one didn't rename the company when he left. That's his quote. So, well. Okay. He changed MGT's focus from social gaming to cybersecurity, saying antivirus software is dead, it no longer works, and that the new paradigm has to stop the hacker getting in before he or she can do damage. Okay. Soon after, soon after he joined MGT, McAvee said him and his team had exploited a flaw in the Android operating system that allowed him to read encrypted messages from WhatsApp. Gizmodo, which is a tech. <laughs> Go ahead. Is he like trying to be like, like Robin Hood? Like, what is he doing? Like, he's trying to be like a, like a. I don't, I, can't, I, I can't even think. Like, you just trying to prove, hey, look, this shit sucks. Like, is that what you're doing? Basically. 
That's what he's doing. Oh my God. Now, granted, I know there's professional people that, like professional hackers, they really do that. Like they get paid to do that. He's just a troll. I know what you're saying. He's not even that though. Like he just, he's just a coke out, a coke out troll, honestly. Oh, so Gizmodo investigated his claim, reported that he has sent reporters malware-infected phones to make his hack work, of which he replied, of course the phones had malware on them. How that malware got there is the story, which we will release after speaking with Google. It involves a serious flaw in the Android architecture. <laughs> got there because you put it there, nigga. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> McAfee then moved MGT into the mining of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, both to make money for his company and increase MGT's ex expertise in dealing with blockchains, which he thought was important for cybersecurity. In 2017, he stepped down as CEO, instead serving as MGT's chief cybersecurity visionary. And then in 2018, literally six months later, he left the company altogether. Both sides said the I'm saying it's it's a wild case. Both sides said that the split was amicable. Okay. And, uh, yeah, something just popped on my phone. And uh he wanted to spend all of his time on cryptocurrencies. Okay, um, but the company, the company said there was some pressure from potential investors to disassociate itself from him because he was wilding by this point. <laughs> like more than like it's like he got progressively wilder. This, well, he only doing crazy ass shit at this point. So what I mean, can he get? <laughs> Just wait. August, because we ain't even got to the crime yet. <laughs> this is just the backstory. You are correct. We have not gotten to the crime yet. <laughs> August of 2018, he took a position. He took the position of CEO of LuxCore, which is a cryptocurrency company focused on enterprise solutions. Mm -hmm. So he was a libertarian. Okay. Um, he advocated for the decriminalization of cannabis to end the war on drugs, non-interventionalism -inter and foreign policy, a free market economy that, that does not redistribute wealth, and upholding free trade. Okay. He also supported abolishing the TSA. I mean, I, mean, I got all personal feeling about the TSA. Same. I'm just like, am I saying it's totally useless? I don't 100% say that, but most of it, I'm like, this shit is perceived security. If y'all don't get your asses on somewhere. <laughs> I think TSA in an airport, yeah. I think, but I do think like higher level, they actually do work. It's just- That's what I'm saying, like, kind of, but some, I'm like, uh. I think the version of TSA we see is- you know. It's like it's not about to be an ass, but I'm about to sound like one. It's almost like a mall cop. Kinda. Kinda. Um, McAvee advocated in, and if any of y'all work in TSA, you know. That's what I said. I'm about to sound like an ass. I'm not meaning to. 
I mean, it's just I, like, like the thing about the job with TSA is that I know it's a lot more that we don't see. Right. It's just when we see TSA agents, we see most of them just standing there not doing nothing about three people working. Not only that, it's also very like how they feel that day. And that's yeah. the reason I, that's the reason I be saying like it's almost like perceived security because it's one day like when you can go when you can do um like travel in one day and in one airport something gets there and the next airport is thrown away it's like yeah. what's the standard like what are y'all talking about yeah. is it okay or isn't it yeah i get that um but he advocated for increased cyber awareness and more action against the threats of cyber warfare he pushed for Religious liberty, saying that business owners should be able to deny services in circumstances that contradict their religious beliefs, adding, i.e., y'all don't got to sell the gay couples getting married. I was That's about to say the cake. The, the, the cake. <laughs> adding, no one is forcing you to buy anything or to choose one person over another, so why should I be forced to do anything if I'm not harming you? It's my choice to sell. It's your choice to buy. Sure. I don't agree with what he's saying, but the way he just said that is like, well, I'm the surface. It's like you got a point, but I don't agree with what you're really saying now. So September 8th, 2015, this is when shit really starts to go off the rails. And just now, just six years ago. I mean, it was off the rails before, but now this shit gets wild. <laughs> so he announced a bid for president of the United States in the 2016 presidential election. Then he get pissed off and that's what happened when, because I remember back in 2016 when everything went down for like an hour, like we couldn't use nothing. <laughs> I remember this. This was I working in support for a, a logistics company. Yeah, everything went down. And then I was like, what is going on? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, um, he initially was running under the newly formed political party called the Cyber Party. Yeah, but yeah, he, he did that. December 24th, 2015, he re-announced his candidacy bid saying that he would instead seek the presidential nomination of the Libertarian Party. On the campaign trail, he consistently polled alongside the party's other top candidates, Gary Johnson and Austin Peterson. The three partook in the Libertarian Party's first nationally televised presidential debate in March 2016. His running mate was photographer and commercial real estate broker Judd Weiss. What is about these non-politicians trying to get the highest level of politics? What the hell? I don't know. He, he came second in the primaries and third at the 2016 Libertarian National Convention. So you see that didn't work out, whatever. So yeah, June 3rd, 2018, he announced he was running for president again in 2020. Oh gosh. Either with the Libertarian Party or a separate party that he, he would create. He later chose to run as Libertarian. He campaigned under wider use of cryptocurrency. January 2019, he tweeted that he would continue his campaign in exile following reports that he, his wife, and four campaign staffers were indicted for tax-related felonies by the IRS. Oh, Lord. He said he was in international waters. 
and what? had previously tweeted that he was going to Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> the taxes get all motherfuckers in trouble. Which, like, <laughs> they always get in trouble for taxes. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't want uh, tax exempt for like two or three checks. I was like, girl, you you can get yourself in trouble. Put that shit back on there. <laughs> June 29th of 2019, he tweeted his campaign headquarters had been relocated to Havana, Cuba. And around the same time, he defended Che Guerrero on Twitter, putting himself at odds with the Libertarian National Committee Chairman, Nicholas Sarwak, who he wrote, I hear very little buzz about Maccabee this time around. Making a defense of Che Guerrero from Cuba might, might ingratiate himself with the Cuban government, but it doesn't re resonate well with the Libertarians. So... March 4th, 2020, in, oh, one tweet, <laughs> in one tweet, he simultaneously suspended his presidential campaign, endorsed Vermin Supreme, and announced his campaign for the Libertarian Party vice presidential nomination. Oh. The next day, he returned to the presidential field, reversing the suspension of his bid. Mind you, he's still under investigation for tax felonies. He said, no one in the Libertarian Party would consider me for vice president. The next month, he endorsed Adam Kokesh and became Kokesh's vice presidential candidate while still seeking the presidency for himself. Mm, okay. Of course, he lost in 2020. Obviously. <laughs> so, in 2019, are we going back? John McAfee said taxes are illegal. And he said that he had not filed a tax return since 2010. But since he's not the first person I have heard say that. In reality, they kind of are, but not the way. I mean, I mean, yeah. they are technically, uh, but you know, as long as everybody not standing up and fighting against it, it don't matter. Exactly. He referred to himself as a prime target of the IRS. Okay, here we go with the victim shit. Let's go back a little bit further. <laughs> oh, Lord. In now July of 2017, Maccabee predicted on Twitter that the price of Bitcoin would jump to $500,000 within three years. Adding, if not, I will eat my own dick on national television. That is a very weird thing to say. <laughs> First off, what kind of damn position you got to be in to even get your <laughs> head down that far? Uh, second, um, I'm not sure why you would chew on it. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it'd be comfortable. <laughs> but I, I can't really imagine it. Kevin did. Man, that's what he said. He also does coke. We know this. <laughs> 
in July 2019, he predicted a price of one million by the end of 2020. In January 2020, he tweeted that his predictions were a ruse to onboard new users and that Bitcoin had limited potential because it's an ancient technology. Now, before we get into all the legal stuff, just sidebar on his Twitter answers. His Twitter is wild. If you <laughs> if you want to take a ride, go look at his Twitter while it's still up. His um, Twitter, okay. Uh, there's one tweet where he said he only liked to be around hoes because hoes are the most honest people in the world. Hoes? Did he say hoes? He did. He said he was like, my current wife was a hoe. That's why I married her. He oh, married a prostitute. His third wife is it? Is this his third wife? She was a prostitute. He hired her. He used to hire her regularly, and then he married her. So he said he was like, I married a hoe because they're the most honest people in the world. <laughs> Gotcha. He is a wild ass person. I mean, I guess he's straight up shit. So now that we got all his backstory, let's get let's deep dive into the legal issues. long to get through all the bullshit. That's not even the bullshit yet. No, we got now we got to deep dive because this he is a wild ass person. <laughs> so 2008, because I'm a I'm a run through it. Like I ain't gonna go super detail. I'm gonna run through all the shit until we get to the <laughs> the other shit. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> 2008, he was a defendant in a civil court case related to his aero trekking light sport aircraft venture and the death of Joel Bit- Bitto and a passenger. So okay. they sued him saying it's his fault that these people died. Okay. So April 2012, Maccabee's property in Orange Walktown, Belize, was raided by the gang suppression unit of the Belize Police Department. <laughs> he was arrested for unlicensed drug manufacturing and possession of an unlicensed weapon. Remember, he was doing that weird health thing down there, that herbal antibacterial, anti- yeah, whatever the fuck. shit. Yeah, he ain't had a license to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he rules on the And he was released without a charge. In 2012, police po- uh, the Belize police spokesman confirmed that McAfee was neither convicted nor charged, only suspected. January 2014, from Canada, he said that the Belizean government raided his property, seized his assets, and that his house was later burned under suspicious circumstances. <laughs> Wait, so he's he called he called like the government like burned his husband? Yes. Because they that's what they're after. Yeah. Um well, shit, you never know. You don't watch scandal. <laughs> he claimed the Belizean government burned his house down. But hey, it doesn't have to be here. I'm sure it's all the crazy. I mean, you know. <laughs> August 2015, Maccabee was arrested in Henderson, Henderson County, Tennessee, on one count of driving under the influence and one count of possession of a firearm while intoxicated. The funny thing is, they're just saying intoxic, like under the influence. What are they talking about? You know, he was coked out of his mind. You know, he was coked out, eyes wide as fucking saucer. You already know. <laughs> 
in July 2019, Maccabee and members of his entourage were arrested while his yacht was docked in the Dominican Republic on suspicion of carrying high caliber weapons and ammunition. He does. He's a gun toter. (laughs) They were held for four days and released. The weapons and the weapons were seized. Woo. This is a gun toting MF, huh? August 2020. Maccabee lied that he was arrested in Norway during the COVID. He lied to everybody. (laughs) He, listen. He said that he was arrested in Norway after refusing to replace a lace thong with a more effective lace face thong. mask. He said he was wearing a lace thong on his face. Oh my face gosh. He was one of those. He later tweeted a picture of himself with a bruised eye claiming it occurred during the arrest. The photo of the alleged arrest shows an officer with the German word for police on his uniform. So it couldn't have been an arrest in Norway because that's German. Because that's German. The Augsburg police later said that he did try to enter Germany that day, but he wasn't actually arrested. So he just made that whole shit up. He's on Coke. It's the Coke. It's just it's all the Coke. Oh, my bad. My bad. You know, I thought I thought it would be a funny Twitter I mean, story. I mean, you know, I thought it was a good idea. I ain't mean a lot of. Like, like I was trying to, I was trying to be put on like Zola. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy, Jesus. November twenty twelve. But this is, it's more shit. It's so many crimes. <laughs> November of twenty twelve. The Belize police began to search for Maccabee as a person of interest in connection with the homicide investigation of an American ex- expatriate, Gregory, Gregory Fallow, Fall? Fall. I'm assuming it's Fall, who was found dead of a gunshot wound the day before. They was neighbors on the largest island in Belize. And... <laughs> In an interview with Wired, Maccabee said he had been afraid police would kill him and refuse their routine questions and invaded him. He buried himself in sand for several hours with a cardboard box over his head. (laughs) I didn't even hear nothing you just said, so there you go. Can you hear me now? Yes. What the hell? (laughs) He's on code. This is shit cokeheads do. No, 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 no. <laughs> the prime okay. minister of Belize said that he was extremely paranoid, maybe even bonkers. <laughs> did he actually say bonkers? He did actually say bonkers. That's, that's hilarious. He literally, his exact words was bonkers, yes. <laughs> bonkers? It's funny because I felt, I felt like I think one of the only people who use like old words to describe crazy, because I still say people like bananas. Yeah, he, 
He definitely said bonkers. <laughs> bonkers, bananas, and off their rocker is funny to me. Yes. <laughs> so he left Belize instead of corroborate. He said, fuck that shit. Totally does. In December, Vice Magazine accidentally gave away his location at a Guatemalan <laughs> resort. Well, this is how it was an accident. He was doing an interview for with Vice Magazine, and a pic they took a picture of him to put with the article. But when the picture was posted, the geolocation thing was still attached. And normally they take that off so that people can't stop the celebrities that they put in their magazine. It just didn't get taken off this time. Now. It, it could have very well been some photo editor was like, y'all need to go arrest this nigga. And Bird so, that, you know, but. Bird swanky. Now, all of a sudden, out of all the photos you could have fucked up and happened to be this one. While he was in Guatemala, though, Maccabee asked that Chad Esley, who's an American cartoonist and animator, if I'm fucking up anybody's name from my bed. <laughs> I've never heard most of these names said before. I don't even know who half these people are. But <laughs> he asked him to set up a blog so he could write about his experience on the run. <laughs> he then appeared publicly in Guatemala City where he unsuccessfully sought political asylum. On December 5th, he was arrested for illegally entering Guatemala. <laughs> December of 20. Uh, no. Uh, what year was this? God damn. 2012. Oh, shit. I thought it was still in 20. No, this nigga was, he was wilder. No, no, by this time he was, it was 2018. I'm sorry. He was running for a long time. The crime happened in 2012. He right. got, the murder happened in 2012. By this time it's 2018. And they still can't, okay. Cause he just jumping from island to island, so it's not that it, I mean, you know, once you the thing about it is, even if they know where he is, you still got to get that country to cooperate to actually arrest him. Cause it's not like the U.S. can do shit. Like well, that's also true. I guess. So it's a good chance they always knew where he was, and nobody was willing to cooperate with it. Um. So, oh gosh. On December 5th, when he was arrested for illegally entering Guatemala, shortly afterwards, a board to review his asylum plea denied it. He was taken to a detention center to await deportation back to Belize. December 6th, Reuters and ABC News reported that he had two minor heart attacks in the detention center and was hospitalized. His lawyer said he didn't have no heart attacks. It was just high blood pressure and anxiety attacks. Maccabee later said he faked the heart attacks to buy time for his attorney to file a series of appeals that ultimately prevented his deportation to Belize. <laughs> Thus, but, so, but that sped up the government's decision to send him back to the United States. So December 12th, he was released and deported back to the U.S. On, the 14th, on November 14th, no, that was 2017. Ain't no years on here, so I'm kind of figuring it out as I go. Girl. That was 2017. November 14th of 2018, a circuit court in, in Orlando, Florida, refused to dismiss the wrongful death lawsuit against him for his neighbor's death in Belize. 
All right. Now we at January of 2019. He, he announced that he was on the run from the U.S. authorities and living internationally on a boat following the convening of a grand jury to indict him, his wife, and four of his 2020 Libertarian Party presidential primary staff on tax evasion charges. At the time, the IRS had not independently confirmed the existence of any such indictment. October 5th of 2020, so this just happened, that right. he was arrested in Spain at the request of the United States Department of Justice for tax evasion. <laughs> The June indictment, which was unsealed upon his arrest, alleged he earned millions of dollars from 2014 to 2018 and failed to file income tax returns. October 6, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission filed a complaint further alleging that McAvee and his bodyguard promoted certain initial coin offerings in the fraudulent cryptocurrency pump and dump. Pump and okay. Yeah. Now it's breast milk. What? No, that's what they call it. Shut up. <laughs> it claims he presented himself as an impartial investor when he promoted the ICOs, despite allegedly getting paid $23 million in digital assets in return. March 5th, 2021. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York formally indicted him and his executive advisor on this charge. He was jailed in Spain pending extradition to the U.S. June 23rd, 2021, the extradition was, auth was authorized to face charges in Tennessee. He died a few hours later. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Died a few hours later. Yeah. January 23rd, 2021, he was found dead in his prison cell. At you mean June? Ain't that what I said? You said January, it's okay. Oh, my bad. June 23rd, 2021, he was found dead in his prison cell at a penitentiary near Barcelona, hours after the Spanish National Court ordered his extradition to the U.S. I don't know which way to feel about that. It's like... You, you know, I don't even trust motherfuckers. You know, government covers shit up all the time. So I'm like, okay, so does this like he did? Because he like, um, I want to, you know, I'm trying to get out of X, Y, Z, or is it? Oh, we pissed off. Let me, you know, do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? As the cops, as the government, the Catalan Justice Department said everything indicates he killed himself by hanging. An official autopsy confirmed his suicide, but it sparked internet conspiracy theories, which I have been knee deep in since this happened. <laughs> Mind you, this is only a week ago. I have been knee deep in these conspiracy theories since this shit happened. That's what led this to me to talk about this. It was, you know, it was the same line of, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself. They saying the same thing about McAfee. Right. Several times, he said, several times, McAfee said if he was ever found dead by hanging, it would mean he was murdered. That's Three days. Specific, so. Yeah, well, you know. Three days. I mean, before, because it's one thing to say if, if I'm found dead and they're claiming suicide, then it's like, no, I didn't do it. But to specifically say hanging, that also is like, 
I mean, did you do that because you knew that's what you were going to do? So now you want to, I mean, you know that's very, because no, I get you. I of committing suicide. No, I completely get you. I understand. This is hmm. why I have been knee deep. And all the bulls flanking. Um, three days before his death, his wife claimed that the U.S. government wanted him to die in prison. Writing on Twitter, John's honesty has often gotten him in trouble with corrupt governments and corrupt government officials because of his outspoken nature and his refusal to be extorted, intimidated, or silenced. Now the U.S. authorities are determined to have John die in prison to make an example for speaking out against the corruption within their government agencies. Hmm. Minutes after, minutes after the report of his death, an image of the letter Q was posted to his Instagram feed. Oh gosh. Since his death, his Instagram has been taken down. Q as in Q and I, Q? Yes. Oh Lord. These theories have been referred to by some journalists as speculative, speculative, bizarre, and baseless, primary based on Maccabee's own statements. The day after his death, his lawyer told reporters that while he regularly maintained contact with Maccabee in prison, there were no signs of suicidal intent. His widow reaffirmed the same position at when she talked about it. So since we just ended talking about his wife, I'm a quick go into what he, his like, I'm a quick go into his personal life and we can be done with him. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So he got married three times. He married his first wife in 68 while he was, you know, that's what he got expelled for the undergraduate student. Right. His second wife was a former flight attendant at American Airlines in 87. That's when they got married in 87. They divorced in 2002. The okay. night after Maccabee arrived in the U.S. after being deported from Guatemala in December of 2012, he was, he's, <laughs> he was solicited by and slept with Janice Dyson, then a prostitute 30 years his junior in South Beach, in Miami, South Beach, Florida. I was about to say, didn't he marry his prostitute? Hold on. They began a relationship and married in 2013. She said that he saved her from human traffickers. The couple okay. moved to Portland in 2013. In a 2012 article with Mensa Bulletin, you know, the magazine for the Mensa, the American Mensa Association. Mm -hmm. He said that developing the first commercial antivirus program has made him the most popular hacking target and hackers see hacking me as a badge of honor. For his own cybersecurity, he said that he has other people buy his computer equipment for him using pseudonames for setting up computers and logins and changing his IP address several times a day. Oh, gosh. When asked on another occasion, if he was personally asked to use McAvee's antivirus software, he replied, I take it off, it's too annoying. In 2015, he was living in Lexington, Tennessee. I'm not about to say Kentucky. <laughs> no. I don't, that's not really important to nothing except for the fact that's where he committed crimes. Um, <laughs> in December 2018, he tweeted that he has 47 genetic children. He called, he called them genetic children? That's what he said. Okay. His third wife <laughs> described him in a Father's Day message as father of many loved by few. Oh. 
Okay. I don't, let me see. I'm going to look and see if his Twitter account is still active. It was active yesterday because I was on there, like, just kind of searching through. Just because mm-hmm. his Twitter account is things with gold. You said of gold? <laughs> it's still up. Okay. So his pin tweet is, and this is from June 16th of this year. So just before he died. The U.S. believe I have hidden crypto. I wish I did, but it has dissolved through the many hands of Team McAvee. Your belief is not required. And my remaining assets are all seized. My friends evaporated through fear of association. I have nothing, <laughs> yet I regret nothing. Um, he's like, fuck the bullshit. I'm happy what I did. Kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, it's, let's see. Let's see. Let's get, let's, let me give you a fun tweet. You said a fun tweet? Yeah. Let's see. Let's get to... Because he does a lot of, like, question and answer things mm-hmm. on here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bunch of... He's, you know, he's been tweeting about being in jail and speaking about being like, okay, so you know what? I'm glad you just said that. What was up with this? All these people in jail with these damn phones. <laughs> it's like, I was saying something recently about these people in jail that, that's on TikTok. So here's, here's one tweet. May 22nd of, of this year, he said, Bill Gates is sued for divorce because of multiple affairs and hanging with the Jeffrey Epstein crowd. Surely this is a joke. Bill makes Mark Zuckerberg look like a sex god. A sex god? Okay. This dude is, this fool is tripping. This is another tweet from May 16th. When false eyelashes first appeared, they were considered ludicrous. Keep this in mind when I released my line of false nose hairs. A variety of shapes and styles to express your every mood. Fragrances option. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> nose hairs now, sir. <laughs> nose hairs. Lord have mercy, Jesus. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Here we I'm listening. And he often retweets himself, which is also very funny to me. <laughs> Do ants fart? It's a non-trivial question. Collectively, ants weigh more than all other creatures on earth combined. Look it up. If they do fart, then the people blaming global warming on cow flatulence need to get a grip. It's the ants you should be worried about. Are people blaming global warming on cow flatulence? Yes. That's thoroughly embarrassing. May 3rd, he said, what's prison like? Imagine preschool where the kids use drugs, carry makeshift weapons, and the teachers tase you for asking questions. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, the or whatever, but he sounded like he was having a ball. 
Oh no, he said in prison he ain't never felt freer. He sound like he is having a ball. I'm not even talking about prison. I'm talking about period. He sound like he has been just living it the fuck up. He's on. He, I mean, you know, he spent years on coke. <laughs> it's like uh, he sound like he was having a ball. <laughs> but he is a little bananas though. Yeah, it's. I mean, his just go through his Twitter account. It is a. It's a gold mine. Now. I did just pull it up. <laughs> I haven't read much yet, but I did just put it up. I saw it was still acting. I was like, huh? Okay. Especially when you get heavy into some of the question and answers. That's when he starts talking about how he married a hoe. It's, yeah, it's uh, anybody who wants to waste some time and end up in a rabbit hole, just read John McAvee's Twitter account. <laughs> I'm looking at this shit. What? <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah, that's John McAvee. He absolutely retweeted himself right here. He consistently retweets himself. Oh, wait a minute. What? Did he retweet himself like three times within it? Oh gosh. It's mm-hmm. like inception. Yes. He consistently retweets himself. Although he does what he does, like I said, he sounded like he had a fucking ball. Oh, no, like, yeah, he was having a blast. Yeah. Like, like he was having the time of his life time of his damn life <laughs> he got up and said i'm not here i'm here for a good time not a long time, a long time. <laughs> that's such an old thing to say <laughs> that's right how are you feeling i'm good because i woke up on this side of the dirt right, <laughs> right. <laughs> are you talking about God? You talking about being very alive and you woke up in the past. Exactly, day. like what's happening here? Yeah, no, he was, he was, he was having a blast. I, he's having a blast. I shall say that. <laughs> having a mother effing ball. <laughs> well, all right, that's John McAbee. Well. There you go. It's um, and that's the person y'all trust to keep y'all computer safe. <laughs> this is the guy who invented your antivirus. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Uh, I have a story. Don't know what we're talking about, but we shall be back. We truly appreciate you all listening. Uh, please remember to follow us on um, Instagram. Um, my personal is Chanel underscore Latrice. That's S H N A I L underscore L A T R E C E. Siobhan, what's yours? It's a uh, Shay's Beauty Diary. All right, and the um, the podcast page. We're also on um, uh, Spotify and Anchor and Apple, Google, and all of that as well. But um, on Instagram, the page for that is Crime and Crime and Wine Pod. Okay. Again, thank you so much for listening. We will see y'all next week. Peace out.